Um, hello, everyone. Um, you're listening to Finding a Why. Thank you so much for coming this evening and taking the time out. And thank you to all of those who are watching this on replay. Um, tonight, unfortunately, we do not have Francis Ack Ackerman Snow with us, um, but she is rescheduled for next week due to unfortunate circumstances. So we're sending her our love and we hope that she does get well soon. Um, so what is Finding the Why? Finding the Why is a podcast by artists Sarah Hardy and Kirsty Tebbs, um, hosted by Tebbs Gallery. And we created it as a way to support other artists, to cut through elitism, and to kind of like stop the intimidation in the early stages of careers. Um, on the show, we tackle important issues that affect creatives in the way that they are making in the industry and discuss news of the art world, do book reviews, fun art challenges and bring on specialist guests. Um, and yeah, so, so how has your week been? Um, busy. It was busy and I was having problems remembering exactly what I had done because I think it, it has been one of those weeks where I've just kind of rolled from one activity to the other. Um, but I have spent most, well, a part of my week in clinic, obviously kind of working at the, the sports clinic um, and doing treatments there. So that's always, you know, that's, that is quite physical and mentally challenging sometimes, um, but it, it's good. And, you know, again, you're helping people. So that's cool. Um, I also managed to squeeze in some strawberry picking at a local farm, which was a delight because you kind of, it's like one for me, one for the basket, one for me, <laughs> one for the basket. And then you kind of roll out. Probably explains why they charge you to pick strawberries these days. <laughs> um, and apart from that, um, I've been working on my Snoopy submission. So I, I know you have also, haven't you? So yes. How's your week been? Um, well, I was going to say not busy, but actually looking back on it, I've done quite a bit. So I've had a week off of my day job. Um, I'm off sick due to an incident at work. I would like to say thank you to everyone who has sent me messages um, of kind words because it's really shown me how supportive the arts community is. And I really, everyone who speaks to me, I do hold them precious in my heart because it's surprising how much you touch people. And I never realized how many people um, I've reached out to and who would take time out of the day to just wish me well. Um, other than that, I've been working on a Snoopy submission. So there's a dog's trail that's gonna be happening in Cardiff. Um, so me and Sarah have put in submissions of our artwork on on the sculptures of Snoopy, see if we get picked. Um, I've, I've both done my practice as well as doing some witty ones because uh, <laughs> they make me giggle anyway. <laughs> um, and the Petri Dish project with the gallery deadline of submitting the artworks back to me has passed. Um, so I just will quickly take the time if anyone has got their place in the Petri Dish project but hasn't sent me their artwork back, please do send me an email because we still have time to rectify it. And then I've spent today, this afternoon going up and seeing Tina Culverhouse in her studio space. Uh, she's a fantastic experimental artist who is taking the idea of drawing into the 3D realm in a whole new light. She's incredibly talented. Um, so I would urge everyone to make sure you check her out. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's been my week, really. <laughs> Sorted out projects, seeing people and putting in submissions for different things. So just as busy, really. Yeah. <laughs> just as busy when you think about it. <laughs> um, so what's been happening in the news? <laughs> oh, oh, now I'm pressing buttons. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> So our first story, um, working along the theme of it being the art week for kids, is how art is helping high-risk children in need of mental health support in the Jewish community. Um, there has been a 65% increase in demands um, of 
children who are experiencing abuse, anxiety, mental health issues, suicidal tendencies and neglect. Um, it's been given additional funds to help support the community and these Jewish children to help them learn, be happy, be confident and find their own voice. And I think arts therapy is one of the things that can touch a person's heart and make them able to be able to say things that they never would have been able to say without having that pen or pencil in front of them. Yeah, it's art certainly does open you up in different ways. I think sometimes, you know, you, you find it difficult to express in words just how you're feeling or you, you, you sometimes don't even want to. But sometimes when you get going with, with art, with a paintbrush or with pencils or pens or whatever, whatever your medium is, um, it finds a way out, it, especially if you just keep going and going, it, it kind of, it, it almost oozes out sometimes. Um, mm. But yeah, it's, it's certainly a key to, um, to, to, to kind of unlocking that deep seated expression that you know, is healthy for everybody really. It's, you know, I think, perhaps um, talking has been, you know, among certain communities or kind of, you know, I suppose you've got that gender stereotype as well that men aren't meant to be the talkers and they just get on with things and women are quite emotional. And sometimes, I mean, that it's, it's, it's just not the way because it's not one size fits all. Mm. Um, but when it comes down to that as well, um, you know, not just with children, it's, it's such an important part of life, expression and art. And, the many forms of creativity I think. Mm. I think one of the most I love looking at children's art especially younger the ch child the more amazing it is to see because you are literally seeing the way that the mind works before conditioning before we tell them this is what we do with it they are feeling the materials they are like experimenting with where they put it on it's also um visceral and hands-on they're like what does this feel like what if I do this what if I put that there oh, there's another color let's put it oh the I'll pick this up I'll stick it and it's just so beautiful to see and to see the actual end results is it's mind-blowing because that is as Pablo Picasso said, it took him 10 years to be able to paint realistically, but it's took him his entire lifetime to be able to draw like a child, just because we have to undo all of this conditioning that we have. Yeah, I think it's that it comes with expectation, doesn't it? Mm. As you grow up, there's, there's, you're meant to be mature <laughs> and that can affect every single area of your life, but it can also kind of strap you in a little bit um if that makes sense kind of emotionally and creatively and it's kind of breaking down all those barriers again and kind of learning what it is to play again mm. because you know as I say it's, it's healthy um but it, it's it's amazing how it it can help people and it has helped these children be happier and more confident and finding their voice and their why and also kind of opening doors to new ways of learning as well I completely agree and I th it's so heartwarming to see that there is something so strong in the community for children to be able to overcome the issues that they might face in their home life or outside life and people actually wanted to use the service because a lot of the time we put on these services not knowing who will use it and who will want to but to see that that demand has increased over lockdown that parents want to help their kids or someone in their family wants to help them and that they're seeking art to be able to do it. It's amazing to see. Yeah, I think um, this, this charity that's running this um, program, it's um, part funding. Um, so they kind of, I think it was something subsidized by about 40% by the, by the charity, which is quite a chunk. And then either the school or the family will subsidize the rest. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's not just a case of it's there and it has to be kind of, the you know, say you've got low, low income families. It's not a case of the, they're responsible for, for kind of finding the money to help their, their child, because sometimes it's, you know, it's just not doable. Um, but that there are actually 
ways and means of um, getting these programs going successfully. Um, yeah, they have as much. So I think that's a really good point. The idea that um, these charity bodies they are finding ways to be able to bring it more into the community and find and trying to help with the costs because costs shouldn't stand in the way of mental health ever and unfortunately for some people it does but by part of funding it it's it really takes that pressure off Absolutely. Uh, um and then on to our next story yeah so um this is about art with indigenous prisoners and um this is a scheme that was um started up in australia um, by a guy called Kent Morris. Um, he's actually been running um, art workshops since 2011, and he has the gallery, The Torch. Um, but he started this exhibition that all the work that's been contributed to this, um, to this project is by ex-convicts or people who are actually in, um, in prison right now. Um, but the good thing about it is, I mean, you know, I say, I say the good thing about it. One of the benefits of it is it's actually starting to help reconnect people with where they've come from and what they're about um, and their history as well. So it's, um, yeah, I think it's, it's apparently been really, really successful. And one of the things um, about the exhibitions is as well, they will um, sell the work and 100% of each piece goes back to the creator so it's actually kind of, it's, I suppose it's, it's deconstructing that person's identity that they are just an offender or they're, they are a criminal, but it, it's kind of giving them that new identity as well, that they're a creator, they're an artist, and there have been so many beautiful stories, you know, from this. Um, I think one guy was saying, you know, I, obviously he'd been in prison for quite a while and he, he kind of come out and he'd started this art career and he said his daughter was so proud of him and you know to kind of break down them barriers when you've been in such a position is 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 amazing so yeah I have to say this is such an uplifting story in Australia there are more indigenous prisoners than there are um, others and rather than thinking how well they are thinking how do we help this group of people to not be imprisoned or how do we stop them from reoffending? and most of them would think re-education in prisons or they would just give up on them but now they're giving them a career they get they're showing them you can do this you can express yourself and you can make money from it and your mental health will be much better for it so it's amazing for a government to think art is a solution and it is showing that art is a solution. It is helping indigenous prisoners from reoffending. They are learning, their mental health is up and they are reintegrating within society in a legal way. They're selling their artwork, they're getting money from it. They're being able to live because some of the reasons that you go to prison is because you cannot afford to live. You have no money and there is no other choice for you. But there is this and it just shows that there is that choice and that there are people behind them supporting them and showing them through it. Yeah, apparently this program is, is kind of one of a kind. Um, Basically, there, there are similar programs in the UK and also in the United States and Michigan, I think, um, but not ones that deal specifically with um, Indigenous prisoners. So, yeah, but it's yeah. kind of, yeah, sorry, sorry, go on. <laughs> so, no, you carry on. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's yeah. Like it's good to see schemes like this and being able to take on ex-convicts and think I'm going to teach them something they're going to have a skill and they're not going to be looked down upon they're going to be an equal member of society and we're just going to forget their past and yeah. it's like you said there are other um, schemes out there with the art not necessarily for this but even outside of the arts and um, in it in England at one point, there were schemes of taking ex-convicts and they made a self-employment business with loads, 
and then turned it into an actual um, limited company where they went into people's houses and did loft conversions or house repairs. Um, and all they hired were ex-convicts because they wanted to give them a chance and reintegrate them and show them the, the way to live and the way of being happy and that people won't look down upon them just because of what their past is. Um, so it's just, it's amazing to see that the Australian government is backing this. And I do hope to see it pushed more across the world because it's showing that it is working. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I suppose it's giving a new way ahead and it's it's been shown to be really successful. Um, I think there's only um, an 11% reoffending rate um, compared to other schemes. So, it, you know, it, it kind of is really, really effective. And I say it kind of gives gives people a new way ahead and um, everybody creates change together because because it's going out into the, the community that everybody's kind of going forward together, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to see that kind of co-creation happening. Mm, it's so lovely to see. Um, and this week as well is PTSD Awareness Week, um, which is an amazing time to be able to introduce you all to Thomas Hausigo. Um, He is an artist, a sculpture, and he had a very um, big mental breakdown, really, where he did end up having um, depression. Him, there was the death of his abuser. He has PTSD, suicidal tendencies, um, all of which took him down a very bad path. But he recovered and he put all of his pain and his suffering into his artwork by going through therapy, by drawing, by having journals, by going to groups and letting it all out and almost allowing himself to forgive himself and forgive those that have done him wrong. He, his mental health is come tenfold and he's managed to be able to um, get his career up and running and just be able to get his get what he's gone through out there to show everyone that they're not alone and that art can be used to be able to bring us out of the dark holes that we may find ourselves in. Hmm. I think one of the interesting things about Thomas is he kind of acknowledges that trauma, um, it's non-aging. If it's there, you need to deal with it. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise it just kind of grows with you and it sits deep, deeply rooted. So he's, he's actually gone out and found help. But I think you know, one of the things was it, it was like talking alone isn't always enough because you can talk yourself in circles so much, but he's done the semantic work, somatic work, sorry. He's done the talk therapy and, you know, he's he got his sketchbook out. He started drawing his way through these experiences and kind of releasing in that way as well. Mm. Um, and I don't know if you've ever worked in that way where you put your sketchbook out in a highly emotional state and kind of seen what's come from it, but it can be quite, you know, it, it can be quite dark, but um, I think his, his work's really come to life. It's really changed his approach to his art and what he's been producing, um, which, you know, you, you, can, you come through these things um, in a, a, a completely changed person with a different approach, a different attitude, different mindset, um, which is, you know, it's quite phenomenal, especially when you think how you feel when you're stuck in these really dark places. Mm. I, I completely agree with that. He has such a beautiful take on what he has been through and how he's overcome it and putting it all into his artwork. Um, he he mainly does his artwork based on mythical creatures in bronze, wood, stone, steel, um, as well as paintings in prints. And they sell up to one million, uh, which is absolutely phenomenal. And it just shows that even if you're in a bad place, you're here on earth for a reason. And you just have to find that reason you have to go through it all to be able to find out what it is and his you can see 
he was meant to carry on. He was meant to be successful and to spread the word of what he's been through and that it will be okay. Um, I think he's incredibly strong and he's so he's just so inspiring, really, on a personal level that he can get himself out of where he was and thrive, not just survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently some of his, his you know, his, his kids helped him with um, some of some of the work as well, which is lovely because obviously that that creates, you know, it grows that bond and that connection. Um, but I think as well, what he was saying was that he's established um, kind of stronger boundaries, healthier boundaries for himself. Mm. Um, and that, you know, kind of increased his his feelings of joy and his ability to express and just kind of break, as I say, breaking down them. And boundaries that kind of get, or you know, then then walls that get built up yeah. um, through sometimes really crappy experiences in life. Um, so again, yeah, it's um, you can't really knock art, can you? You cannot <laughs> knock art in society. When I think it's really important to hear stories like this because you know most people that experience like crappy days and or really you know experiences that they've changed their lives and they felt for the worst at the time but it just goes to show that you can come through them um sometimes you need to think outside of the box by what means you employ to to get yourself through them and to 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 start to heal um but yeah he's he's a leading light really yeah he is and it's so good to see that it's a man that is showing everyone his feelings and that it's okay to not be okay um because there there has been that turning point from men have to be men to men are men even with emotions and men should show their emotions there's nothing wrong with that um which i think he is doing amazingly at um everyone should show their emotion it doesn't matter what gender non-gender no matter what we all have the emotions we all have the bad days we all have the good days but we all should show it and we should all talk about it because if you don't talk it's not going to get better yeah you talk about it and you let it go um hmm. and to, to heal um and yeah there's 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 too many people locked up emotionally <laughs> <laughs> it's so true so we're going into being talking a little bit about ourselves now aren't we yeah um <laughs> yeah. yeah as we say um unfortunately Frances couldn't join us today because she was she's been quite sick um which we're so sad about and we wish her all the best and we look forward to having her her on soon when we can reschedule but um for now we're going to give you our experiences um of mental health and using kind of the various means to to cope with it um and yeah maybe let you know some tactics that we've picked up along the way that have helped us um and hopefully you know if you have any at all to then please feel free to share because we're all here to learn from each other and there's no right or wrong way to deal with something it's just is what it is at the time um but yeah so i don't know if you want to start kirsty yeah i'm happy to start um so a little bit of background around, around me um, I've dealt with depression and anxiety for quite a long time um, I've been through bereavement counselling I've been through just regular adulting counselling because some days just are quite hard and I need that to be able to talk to people I've been fobbed off by many counsellors and um, I think one of the biggest ones that sticks with me is after two sessions I was told that there are more important people to talk to so the sessions won't carry on um but <laughs> we won't talk about that sort of um, health care um so a lot of it I've had to figure out for myself how I'm going to get through it I've had some very hard times and I've been in some very dark places um and I'm st- I still don't feel like I can talk to people about it um, because of these counsellors that I have had where the healthcare has failed me. So 
I threw myself a lot into my art from an early age because art was the one release where I could put everything into. I could then completely understand what I was feeling through colours and shapes and textures and let it all out. And I will always say that art saved me because art did save me. Art was the thing that made me understand who I was and uh, made me understand what I was meant to be and what my place in this world is I still don't fully understand what it is but I feel like there is this calling for me to help people to be able to help guide people as well um I think one of my biggest strengths is that I suck in information and I hold it there so when people suddenly don't know how to do something I will have I have an answer straight away because from one of the many vaults in my mind, I've managed to pluck out this obscure fact that I heard years ago and have still held on to. Um, so, yeah, so I went on to do my BA and I'm going to be finishing off my MA in fine art um, and I opened up a art gallery which is currently online, but we are searching for a physical space in London. And I wanted it to be a communal space where we all support each other because the art world is very grueling on your mental health. Uh, it can be very elitist. You can be bullied and belittled and felt, feel worthless. And you have to deal with rejection. And that was something that I found really, really hard to deal with. Uh, it used to set off my anxiety and depression really really hard to a point where I would be bed bound for a couple of days be just because I got the no or it I, I didn't get selected or I found it really really hard to navigate and get the confidence to be able to network um, and I still have them days but I am a lot better for myself because I'm reminding myself that I am qualified I know what I am doing and I'm a lovely person, so if I go network, they will love me. <laughs> well, that's what I tell myself anyway. Um, and it's so grueling because I've been asked to come and meet people and curators because, oh my goodness, they love what I'm doing, to find out that they actually had no clue what I was doing. They were really just coming that making me come there to mark their territory um, to try and push me out of the scene being a new business. Um, and belittle me, scare me, and use all these tactics to make me stop what I'm doing. And I have fought back from that because I go, no, who are they to tell me that I can't do what I want to do? I, I've always wanted to be able to have a gallery. I've always wanted to be able to help people. And I've always wanted to create a space where people can just come and make art and enjoy it and listen to other people's stories where they come from what they're doing and no one's going to stop me with that and it's changing my mentality completely from negative that people won't like this or I might make myself look like a fool or I can't do this to I'm going to do it and I'm going to smash it and I'm going to do fantastic and with that mindset I very quickly become people's biggest fans. I make a new connection and I'm like straight on there going, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, you could do this. Don't doubt yourself because everyone needs that positive voice because we very rarely find it in ourselves. Um, so how I, so that's my main way of overcoming my mental health is through changing my outlook, making things positive. Um, if I need to, I get out my sketchbook and I start drawing and I start getting my feelings all out and refreshing my mind so that I'm ready to go and ready to do what I need to do. Um, and <laughs> that, that's my story of my mental health. Um, a lot of my actual artwork that I showcase does not show my mental health at all. It's all very personal to me because I, 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 don't, I don't like dwelling on negative thoughts. I don't like dwelling on my mental health. I know that's really bad to do, but art is the thing that I can get it all out, reevaluate, and make myself feel a little bit better and make myself feel free and the weight lifted so that I don't 
I, I can just get on with anything and I, I'm a lot happier for it. And I can't wait to see what my future holds. Um, keeping these into practice, keeping it all in perspective and just keep on going really and keep being people's biggest fans because I love art. I love seeing everyone's art and how they make it. And I just feel, I, I, I feel my life with other people's artwork just because they hold a whole entire story and a history and memories and it's just so beautiful to see. I have to say, um, just for the record, Kirsty is one of the most positive people I've ever met <laughs> and she is just absolutely amazing. She is always smiling and she always has something positive to say and I feel so blessed to be working with her now. It's just like, there was a reason we were meant to meet, <laughs> you know, it, it, doing with this podcast and trying to be able to help other people with it as well um you can totally see that's kind of part of your calling i'm sure there are bigger and you know much it's going to grow you know mm. but it, it can't not with such energy behind it exactly um, thank you and it's like um I, I really like to tell people that it doesn't matter if they feel stuck or if they feel a lot down on themselves with their career or with art because things will get better. It's not looking at the short game, what's happening right now. It's looking at the long game and what you're going to do for yourself. And if you get positive people behind you, people who are going to bring you up, then you're going to be formidable and you're not going to stop. You need to get rid of the negative people, get rid of your negative thoughts. A lot easier <laughs> said than actually done. But um, it's one of the best ways to go. Just keep positivity in your life and send out positive vibes and it will always come back to you. Absolutely. Mm. It can't not. So, yeah. Um, so my story is it's complicated. <laughs> um, I lost a lot of people um, to various forms of cancer when I was younger, um, quite in quite quick succession. And then I was diagnosed um, and I, there were a lot of strange dynamics um, with relationships in, within family and stuff when I was growing up. So I guess being a thinker, I took it all on board and didn't really know how to process it, but no, knew I loved art. And art's been something that hasn't necessarily always been consistent in my life, um, but it's something that I've always gone back to. Now, I kind of found my way into um, physical exercise. So I, I'd start running. That gave me a lot of confidence finding I, I could actually run, you know, at a, a decent, decent enough level. Um, but I also got interested in the body and how it worked and how to maintain better health without having to, to just, yeah, I suppose it was um, prevention rather than cure. Um, so basically, my, my education, although when I was younger, it was majorly disrupted by, by the illness and, you know, various other things. Um, I, I, I studied a degree in sports science, and um, that was aside from the art. And then I also went down the, um, the holistic spectrum and looked at various, various other modalities of kind of, well, you know, keeping yourself well. And um, I suppose amidst that, yeah, I had, you know, like really, really bleak, horrible times. Um, and then bleak, um, horrible times can perpetuate if you let them. And sometimes they do more so than others. Um, and it's just trying to find the formula that works for you. As I say, it's not hard and fast rule, one, one size fits all by any stretch, because we all have very different experiences We've all grown up in different ways. Yes, we've got society and that kind of conditioning, but kind of there are, you know, it's not just black and white, um, but there, there, there is so much more than you think that you can take on board to try and help yourself. And I suppose I, I regard myself as work, a work in progress. You know, not every day is brilliant, but not every day is the worst by far. I, I work with a refugee facility in Uganda and my life is a thousand miles or, you know, a thousand times better than what they've come through because I, I'm, I think we, we might get Jean Vierre on here to speak about the, the facility at some point, but kind of, you know, when you're going through something like that on a daily basis um, and you're obviously fleeing for your life, that is not something that, you know, either of us thankfully have had to deal with, but that said, 
experiences are very relative and the, you know the grief of loss um, and the pain and not feeling worthy they are very real to the individual and you cannot knock that the, 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 the step is to try and find ways of dealing with this and to raise your emotional state um, and to start tackling them deep-seated feelings it, it's not your fault at the end of the day it, it, it is what it is but you know it, I suppose in becoming aware of that we have a responsibility to to at least give ourselves the chance of living the best possible life that we can. Mm -hmm. um, so as I said, art, uh, it's come and gone. I used to like sit in my hospital bed with my sketchbook and my, my pan of watercolors and, you know, do that. I used to do glass painting. I used to sew. I think I used to knit at one point. I don't so much anymore because my last my last attempt attempt at knitting went <laughs> so badly wrong. I think I knitted the needles together. <laughs> so tightly that I, it was just like no I'm gonna have to cut all this stuff <laughs> um but yeah any anything absolutely anything creative even cooking I, I've done um I think I put off the idea of being an artist for so long because I just I didn't have the confidence and I didn't feel like I was good enough or worthy or like I could do anything with the career because there were so many people out there who are better than me now for a start that's not really an attitude to go into it with because no matter what you do there is always going to be somebody who's you know whether it's running or you know or, or weightlifting stronger fitter um more skilled more talented has, has better foresight more intuition intuition or there is always going to be somebody out there but you are unique and that that is the strength that you play to you are absolutely unique you are you and nobody else can do that quite as well as you um so you whatever goes on you've got to remember that whatever you're dealing with and you do have the ability to get through it it you know it, it's just kind of taking the moment for what it is and it is just a moment a moment is going to pass so so quickly and then you're on to the next and you have that opportunity to make the next moment better um now kind of i'm not going to speak too much about you know the ways in which arts helped me because it has it, it's helped me exponentially to be fair and i'm still worth making my way through my art journey and you know trying to to kind of put the nuts and bolts in place to kind of make this career stable but as i say i'm also a therapist so i've spoken to a lot of people about various health conditions um, and, you know, emotional conditions as well. And very often they go hand in hand. Um, depression, anxiety can lead on to so much just because of the way the body responds to it. And if you think if you're constantly in a state of high anxiety and the levels of cortisol that are running around you, it leads to inflammation. And inflammation invariably is kind of the first stages of disease. So if you can control that and then kind of look through your life at the different things, the different things that you can do to help yourself into a better place, then that is, you know, it's a great defining moment because as I say, you, you find so much more than that bleak moment, you actually start to find practical steps that you can implement. Um, so one of the great things I found, especially as being a doer, I'm, I like to be doing, I like to be busy. I like to know that I'm achieving everything that I can, but you can't, and I think we're very similar in this. We, we, we get impatient. We want it now. We want everything now. <laughs> but that's not practical. Um, and sometimes when you're, when you're, you know, going into something at 100 miles an hour, you, hit, you do. You start to hit a wall. You start to trip. And it's about allowing yourself time to rest and giving yourself that time out um, to just go, okay, you know what? I'm going to switch off my phone. I'm, I'm going to put my stuff away, although some people have problems getting the stuff out in the first place. But, you know, sometimes you just need, you need to put it away, walk away from it. It's like being in the middle of a painting and hitting that. I'm not sure where I need to go with this. So the best tactic I've found is to put it away for a while. Go, just walk away from it. You know, um, it can't be helped. You know, we're, we're all human. We all have our limits. So get outside go and do some exercise. Exercise I have found is invaluable for kind of as a mood leveler, but I use it in balance these days. So rather than over-exercising, I do 
a bit of exercise and then I do some creativity and it's like how and I do yoga as well so you've got that balance of spirituality you've got you're moving the body because the body wasn't meant to just sit in one position for so long in front of a computer mm. and then you know you, you get your lungs going and you get your blood pumping and yeah it kind of I found that really useful combination it's come with getting a bit older and kind of starting to tune in more into my body um and kind of finding what I suppose what ratio works for me um but I you know it could be something that anybody else wants to try um look at your diet and your your, your nutrition um I know kind of there are certain foods that are fast and easy, but there are also really healthy foods that are fast and easy. And invariably, they're very, very colorful. If you've got a plate full of color, color you're gonna smile at it. You know, <laughs> that packet of crisps may temporarily taste good, but you're gonna feel a bit nah afterwards. Um, so fill your plate full of color, fresh color. You know, there's fruit and vegetables. I, you know, I, I just can't get enough down my neck. Um, also make sure you're hydrating properly um, and getting enough daylight. I think, um, you know, I know a lot of people who suffer with kind of seasonal affective disorder and it's a case of sometimes you have to make the most of what little daylight we have. And even if you're feeling a bit pants, by the, if you go out for a walk or a run or whatever, by the time you get back, you are going to feel so much better than if you just sat there under your duvet and you know it's it's kind of this we've as far as we know we have one life and we have to use it to the best of our ability to achieve what we need to achieve and also to to get i, I suppose we all have purposes um and we're not going to do it under a duvet sadly yes take time out sleep snooze cat nap whatever i'm not adverse to that we need that as well but we also need to be doing um i think to get anywhere um but with regards to advice on therapies as well you know i've done the whole talking therapy stuff i've bored myself rigid listening to myself um there's only so many times you can talk through things and yes it's important to talk um but it's important and, and to process things as well but i think people who suffer depression tend to over process process as well and they're kind of I'm guilty of it. You, you think you think about it, and then you think about it again, and then you think about it a different way, and it it <laughs> also it almost becomes a bit of a chat chat or something. I don't know, um, but yeah, you kind of need to find ways of dealing with them emotions rather than just sitting processing them. So yeah, um, aromatherapy, reflexology has proved to be very successful with some of my clients. Bowen is amazing because it works on the fascia and by kind of, you know, by adjusting the, the fascial tension, very often you, you, you're affecting everything underlying. So the muscles, the bones, ligaments, so, you know, the circulation, lymphatics. Um, and with that release of everything else, you can almost have this huge emotional release as well. The amount of people I've had crying at the end of a session but it just goes to show, you know, sometimes you don't even know what's locked up in there. You, you choose to forget it. You, you pack it back at the back of your mind and you just kind of think you can stay there. I'm not going to deal with you. Therefore, you don't exist. And yeah, sometimes you have to be a bit like that, but you, you can't just if there's something gnawing away, it's gnawing away. And it, it's, it's only it, it kind of hinders you. It, it holds you back. So the best way forward is to try and find what works for you go through, you know, there, there, as I say, there are so many different modalities for dealing with anxiety and depression, but you will find once you start to deal with the emotional side of things that your, your physical being will be so much better as well. Um, and of course, there's all this kind of research now into gut health as well, um, which is another tactic that I've started taking. So brewing my own kombucha, um, kefir, sauerkraut, anything that I can get my hands on, I will ferment. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you can make yourself better and happy from the inside, it just goes to show everything that we need to be happy 
is is within us and we can radiate that outwards um and yeah learning to deal with ourselves knowing ourselves and kind of knowing your strengths and your weaknesses but acknowledging your strengths don't just brush over them and go well yeah i'm okay at that no own it you know it's so important to own your strengths be aware of your weaknesses and you know take time out to kind of go right i'm going to work on this today and i'm going to improve say say if you're if you if you're impatient work on your patience do meditation meditation is so good for, for patience because you just kind of you've just got to zone out and yeah then thoughts might drift through your mind but that's the whole point of meditation is to acknowledge them thoughts let them drift just don't hang on to them and it, it's like you know everything that we we're kind of over, over processing with depression and anxiety let it drift through your mind don't hang on to it just like let it go in one ear out the other that's kind of the best way and just yeah try to try to not hang on to things I guess <laughs> I think maybe I've talked enough <laughs> I think there's phenomenal advice that you've given everyone and I love what you say that you consider yourself as a work in progress I, th I you know I'm going to adopt that <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to call myself a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> the day we die, really, it, you know, it's just one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> when do I become a final outcome? <laughs> <laughs> we'll not think about that yet. No, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. No, I, you did some absolutely wonderful advice for people there. Um, as well as being on the as art as being able to help you everything else that affects you as well and I have to say one of my most happiest times is when I'm in my greenhouse with all my colorful vegetables and fruits and flowers and color, colors do make you happier and I found that from going from everything was black and white and gray and everything in between those tones <laughs> to a life where I'm literally surrounded myself with colorful highlighters and books and artwork and everything is possible. It's really is lifting up my spirits. Um, so yeah, it's important to be able to get that outside perspective as well as the inside and creativity. Yeah, absolutely. And if, if people don't, I'd suggest having a dog or a cat around as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they might, they, definitely make life better animals <laughs> they're just yeah <laughs> you get yourself something cuddly <laughs> um and a toy at the very least. <laughs> where if i put it i would also suggest if you have if a lot of your mental health comes from how you are with your artwork and your art career to get this book it's called art and fear it's by David Bales and Ted Orland. It phenomenal book. Uh, it's so easy to read. It's not one of those ones where you have to sit down, be in the right mind frame, get through all the jargon and figure it out. It's so well put out. Um, it goes, this is this, this is that. Um, and just spin your mind frame. If you spin your mind frame, then you've changed your entire perspective and you'll be so much more confident in yourself. Um, and I'm going to say this um, paragraph that's from it. Um, art is made by ordinary people. Creatures having only virtues can hardly be imagined making art. It's difficult to picture the Virgin Mary painting landscapes or Batman throwing pots. The flawless creature wouldn't need to make art. And so ironically, the ideal artist is scarcely a theoretical figure at all. If art is made by ordinary people, then you'd have to allow the ideal artist would be an ordinary person too, with a whole usual mixed bag of traits and real human being processes. And that is so true. Most artists that you come across across our, our ordinary people they are people who want to talk and want to think and want to speak to you and will be completely honest with you it's only really the one percent that have their noses in the air and you are below me um and this is why this book is so great because you it breaks down people into everyone is ordinary everyone is going through the same sort of things or everyone can relate to one another 
um, there is no such thing as higher up because we are all the same. <laughs> so create art and don't worry about what other people are doing because nothing is original. You won't be reinventing the wheel, but you will be doing what you love and you can make a successful career out of it. So show it one more time. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> Just believe in yourself. I think, yeah, find ways, you know, you, you've got to address the dialogue in your own head. You've, you, yeah, you've got to kind of be discerning about the advice you listen to and what other people are saying to you and whether there is value in what they're saying or whether that, that they may be jealous or whether they may be just like downright selfish and spiteful. Um, but kind of readdress the dialogue in your own head because if at the back of your head you're going, I can't do this because I'm shit, then it that will perpetuate. You've got to find a way of kind of going, no, actually I am worth this. I, I am more than capable. I have talent. I have these strengths and I'm going to work with them. And from there, that, you know, that will also um, gather momentum like the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think what this episode, um, or, or like wherever last minute has shown everyone is that even though we're up here talking as artists with experience and um, have had somewhat success in the art field, we are ordinary, we go through mental health, um, but we are figuring ways to be able to get through it and to get over it. And we're both so positive towards each other and we spare each other on with everything we do. And it is so important um to get yourself even if it's just one person who's going to be in your back it doesn't matter if it's your dad your mom your sister or it could be a friend or it could be a stranger that one little person always like going yes you can do this um and hold on to them forever because they're the only people you need to listen to yes absolutely. yeah absolutely um so after a very heavy episode <laughs> of a rather light podcast <laughs> <laughs> um it's time for our five minute challenge um so those of you who have not watched before we spin a pinwheel um handmade by yours truly hasn't broke for a couple of episodes so fingers crossed we are on a winning run <laughs> um so we'll spin it it will come up with an activity we will get our sketch pads out paper this week we're doing pastels um, so I found my soft pastels <laughs> um, and if you guys at home watching it live or on repeat who are joining in with the activity send us your images tag us in them bombard us with them we want to see what you have created and we will share it <laughs> we love art even if it's just awful we love it <laughs> all right so yeah, it's working this week. There we go. <laughs> oh, no, that was the one we dreaded all week. So we're going to spin again. <laughs> okay, we've got a single line. <laughs> single line. Yeah. We landed on with feet, but I'm still, <laughs> I'm like, nope. <laughs> we're, so we're not, we're not doing it with feet. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Any particular theme? Um, yeah. So we've done lizards, we've done rhinos. What themes could we do? I think we should do clowns. Clowns. With clowns. A single line. With a okay. single line. <laughs> All right. Any particular colour preference here? <laughs> I've got black, <laughs> white, and grey. <laughs> Oh well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go orange just because. <laughs> yeah, orange is a happy colour. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. So Sarah's got the music. Um, we probably won't be talking much for the next two minutes. We'll just be giggling our heads off. And um, please do join <laughs> in at home. <laughs> and in about two minutes, we'll reconvene and show you what we've done. Yeah. Absolutely. So here we have Katie Tanstall, Everything Has Its Shape, which I think is actually quite apt for today. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> 
<laughs> I have named him I'm actually really surprised at how far I can stretch one line <laughs> <laughs> I've decided I'm going to create a cartoon show with this clown it will okay. terrify kids. <laughs> it'll be it'll belong in like the 1960s. <laughs> yeah, I think this might be similar. Actually, I'm just wondering where to finish the line. <laughs> no, maybe I'll finish that. <laughs> right. Well, uh, I'll be getting my can of hairspray out later and probably choke <laughs> with all of it to get it all to stick, but. <laughs> I should have signed it really, but never mind. <laughs> Would you like to go back? Go on then. All right, this is, I've got myself a new sketchbook. Well, my partner treated me to it, so thank you. Oh. <laughs> um, so we could keep it all in one place. It's rather large. I might have to get up so it doesn't disappear. <laughs> there we go. There's Sergio. Oh, fab. I, 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 I haven't got a name for mine. I'll have to quit prison later. <laughs> fab. I love the thing with, um, with Zoom. It's like an invisibility cloak. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll post photos of it onto our Instagram. We do have two weeks worth of catching up in this week to show you all. But um, we will be pushing it all out this week. So get ready for the spam. <laughs> what have you created? <laughs> so hang on. <laughs> Just. Um, oh, goodness. I need a name. I need a name. I need a name. No, I'll, I'll name him later. Okay. So, if anyone sees it, see if you can come up with a name. <laughs> <laughs> I love the eyes. Oh my goodness. This looks like a new kid. Like really mentally. <laughs> oh, that's okay. fantastic. I like that. Maybe he's he could be an Oscar. Could be, yeah. yeah. Could call him Oscar. That's a no. Any, any, any name suggestions, please. Fire them away. Oh dear. On that note, uh, <laughs> thank you so much to everyone coming this evening and for all of you watching on replay. Next week, we will be having the fantastic Francis joining us um, once she is a little bit better. Um, and we've had fun tonight and even though it's a pretty heavy topic and quite hard to talk about mental health is so important to talk um, and we hope that what we've spoken about and how we deal with our own situations um, you guys have found interesting and somewhat helpful um, and I cannot stress the, the importance is uh, art really will help you as well as all the outside things. And if you are struggling, please set, seek help. There are all sorts of 
um, services and charities that you can speak to um, in the UK. Some of the biggest ones that you can talk to is Samaritans or Mind. And they even have helplines that you can just ring up if you're having a bad day. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much to everyone coming tonight. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And if, you know, if anybody wants to reach out and they kind of, they need further advice or they think that we can kind of, you know, suggest anything, if you need a bit of motivation or a bit of encouragement, then we're always up for that too. Yes, uh, we love seeing artwork and we love seeing if you've taken part in our challenges or anything we've been up to. Um, if you need a little bit of positivity in your life, hit us up because we we are like big fans of artwork and we will go yeah you could do this come on because <laughs> we are all a community yeah absolutely, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> we all need it <laughs> we do <laughs> um so we'll see you all next week and please keep well and keep safe um and let's know what you've been up to absolutely take care take care bye. bye i'll see you soon <laughs>